Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, guys. Welcome in. It's another Panther Rants podcast. It's uh, Monday. After another pit football victory. And this just isn't a, uh, you know, just a, you know, your typical victory weekend. It's championship weekend. That being said, Pitt took care of business on Saturday. You all watched it. Well, I watched about, I watched uh, pretty much the, pretty much the end of the first half. And, um, I watched the rest of it. Long story short... Yeah, I'm up and on call till Tuesday a.m. and we, uh, you know, where I worked, that we took on some more emergency departments because we have other you know other satellite sites and we took on their EDs and it's just been a living hell ever since. Then of course, all my calls have been late at night because it's always the night shift crew. So, I ended up sleeping in on Saturday because of that, because I was up pretty much all night, and I woke up, and Pitt was down 3 nothing to Wake Forest, Bam and Citadel were tied, which I thought was kind of funny, we'll get to that in here in a minute, and Maryland was up 17-3 at um, Ohio State. I swear to God, when I woke up, I was so jacked up. I thought that Maryland was being Ohio State 17-3 in the fourth quarter. Then finally, when my brains got unscrambled from being up all night, I realized, oh shit, it's only second quarter. But it was an exciting game, and Matt Canada did some big things. But personally, from Maryland, I'm, I'm taking the tag off, for, off of uh, Matt Canada. I think if he can get the guys in Maryland, he could do damage. I think with this with this with this group he has now, he could probably do damage. But uh, anyways, I'm not the AD, so I can't really make that decision. But that's just what I would do because somebody's going to wrap him up if they don't. And it could be somebody in their conference, because uh, I know for a fact that Dave Warner, I guess they're getting, Michigan State's getting tired of Dave Warner. And Michigan State's offense has gone really stale. I mean, they lost to Nebraska on a bunch of field goals. I mean, they lost 9-6. I mean, 9-6 is a baseball score. It could be a hockey score too, depending on you know how badly how badly the you know, the teams play offense. 
mean, not offense, defense. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, if you know, nine six in hockey, that's kind of like Mary Mary Lemieux pretty much. You know where Mary scores like seven goals and they win like nine six. But I mean, that was the you know, Penguins of old. Yeah, that's how good the guy was. I and mean, Pens were, you know, they weren't bad. They were just mediocre. But he made them a, a lot better than that. But, um, yeah, somebody's going to probably wrap him up. And Lord knows how many jobs he's had in the last three or, three or four years. And he's, he's bouncing around. I mean, it was Pitt, then LSU. Well, Pitt, you know, paid him, big, paid him big enough money to keep him. And, but LSU, you know, bigger, much richer program. I think offered him a million dollars. If you're a coordinator, you obviously take the million dollars, which he did, and they got fired in the offseason because basically Orgeron didn't like what he was doing. And But, uh, you know, people want to blame Canada for uh, last year because of how good they are this year. But the thing is, is they're, they're winning because they're defense for the most part. That's about it. Their offense really isn't anything, anything to write home about. But uh, back to Pitt, you know, and then, of course, Bama and Citadel were tied 10 10 and a half, and people were all freaked out about it. And, and you know, Saban does this stuff all the time. That's why you have to be careful when you bet, when you're taking Bama with the points on anything, because a lot of times he will, uh, he'll ease up on his opponent. Now here he just gave, you know, he just gave their opponent, his opponent a little bit of glory there for being tied up at 10 and a half. And I said, probably second half. I said, second half, they'll probably draw about 40 on him, and that's about it. And, you know, that's pretty much what happened. They will, second half, they just kicked their ass, and that was that. So Pitt was down the wake. Three nothing. And it obviously wasn't looking good. But then Pitt would score. It was 6-3 and somehow, you know, well, actually the extra point was blocked. Wake would, act, Wake would march down the field and um, make it 10-6. And so, you know, that's pretty much what the score was. And it seemed, you know, Wake would obviously was a much different team than what we saw when uh, they played their name and Clemson they just got better and they obviously game plan for Pitt and so did and, and so did the ACC referees as well I mean they uh, they did a hell of a job uh, game playing against Pitt I mean there were some uh they put her off at some pretty peculiar spots because, uh, well, they, they were calling holding calls. Well, the place normally would be where we break uh, nice runs. They were calling hold. They were, they were finding ways to call holds. And of course, Wake got away with everything. And Wake did a hell of a job on stopping Pitt's running game. 
which would force uh, Pitt's hand on throwing the football. But Kenny Pickett had a really good first half, although the score, you know, the score didn't indicate much. Second half was a little different. He lit it up, made big throws. Of course, there was that ropey through to Taysier Mack, where it made a twenty and ten pit, and it broke the game wide open. And we also had a uh, sh- you know a short pa- short touchdown pass, where uh, Lopes ran to the uh, corner of the end zone. We don't get to see that as much, but the I mean the guy I mean Lopes ran a hell of a route. But yes, the second half pit just busted a wide open, and uh, yeah, they beat them. Outs- you know, outscored Wake. I think I believe it was twenty to three. But I think what really were um, where the game really turned was. Pitt was I think mean, you know Pitt. Um, Pitt was at the, the at the goal line. Pitt's defense was against Wake. Wake had a fourth and goal, and they were driving down the field on us. And I believe at the time it was, um, I think it was either thirteen ten or I think it was twenty ten. It was one of the two. But Wake's but Wake had us on the ropes. And all they had, I mean, there was one guy from Wake we could not freaking stop, let him cover. He was just getting the ball and he was doing damage. I mean, he was a, he was a George Asson type back. They hassled the ropes and they settled for a field goal. And after that, Pitt was, you know, Pitt scoring the next drive. And I, but that was that. I was, that was over. Plus, that, plus the throw that, that rope to Taser Mac, pretty much, it really tore the souls out of uh, out of Wake, and that was that. They couldn't recover, and Pitt just uh, piled on after that. So Pitt's the, uh, Pitt is the Coastal Champs. It's an awesome feeling. The shirts they wore look really nice. You know, Dan Marino was there as well as you know. If you looked on social media, he was. Uh, you know, conversing with the taking pictures with the fans, and he was in the locker room after the game. And yeah, I mean, I hey, I can I can I can acknowledge that the uh, the coastal wasn't isn't great at all. It's a premier division. I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy the the, um, the division title, rather than rather than bitch and moan and be cynical, which was which is what we love to do as Pitt fans. I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it. We got the division and we, we're playing an ACC title game. I mean, we never thought this would ever happen. I mean, the opportunities have been there. But uh, obviously, things look very bleak early in the season. 
and you know I'm seeing people pointing out the media criticizing Pitt for early in the year but uh, the criticism was uh, they were right to criticize Pitt because Pitt came with a lot of hype going into the season and you start out the season getting shellacked by Penn State 51-6 where your team just quits in the second half and then you lose to North Carolina who's horrible and then the next week you top it off by getting blown out by Central Florida and I get that Central Florida's ranked but the thing is people don't seem to get is they're a P5 team the pollsters don't really care. They don't really watch Central Florida. They don't care what they've done. All they know is Central Florida is a P5, a non-P5 team, that's it. They don't care about anything else. So when they, when you lose to them, they all, that's all they care about. Well, they lost to a non-P5 team and got blown out by them. So that's why Pitt is ranked, you know, they're ranked in the top 25, but that's why they're ranked as low as they are. If they beat Miami this this week, they're probably going to go up in the polls even even further, as they should. But uh, you know, finally, it seems that Pitt's um, clicking all cylinders, and defense did a hell of a job. I mean, wait, move the ball on them, but uh, Pitt's defense made plays. And big ones at that. Because uh, it seemed like Wake was equaling, they were equaling the intensity of Pitt. Because they had a, they have a bull game on the line. And they were just attacking. But anyways, guys. Hell to Pitt. Enjoy the W. Enjoy the, the, enjoy the Coastal title. As we're getting ready for the ACC championship in December. And it's cool as hell to see Pitt fans making their travel plans. They're all excited about going to Charlotte in December. I mean, that says a lot right there. Charlotte in December. I mean, it's not Florida. It's not California, Hawaii. It's freaking Charlotte. But hey, it's exciting. I mean, yeah, like I said, the season didn't start out the way we like we wanted to. Obviously, the team you know has had their flaws, so they're not free from criticism. But they're playing the freaking ACC championship games. So who gives a shit? So enjoy it and enjoy the trip. We got uh, Miami coming up, and then the next side match with Clemson, and you know, you know, I, I said pretty much this was this was a contest to see who can get the crap beat out of my Clemson, but I don't know. I don't think Pitt's going to get the crap beat out of my Clemson if they play the way they're playing. They may uh, they could they have a chance. They do now. Pitt's gonna be a heavy underdog in this game. In, in this game, but we all know about Pitt and their history about being heavy underdogs. They always find some way to win. They just pull it out. 
So hopefully we can make a lot of people broke in Vegas. All right, let's go into the rest of the stuff here. Oh, yes, Virginia Tech. One of the most hilarious headlines from yesterday. Virginia Tech is 4-6. And and they got their game against Virginia. They're right, you know, seeing a rivalry game. They, um... If they win this game, they want to make up their game against uh, Marshall that got canceled because of the hurricane. Because obviously, a, you know, a bull implications on the line. But, uh... If they lose, then they won't make up the game. I'm not sure what the logic is in this, but your team's four and six. You guys were bad this year. And now you want to try to... Now all of a sudden there's a game you want to make up because there's bull implications on the line, which makes no sense whatsoever. None at all. I'll get it. One bit, I don't understand it at all, but I'm not sure what a bowl game is going to do for Virginia Tech or why they want it so bad that they have to do this. Maybe because of the uh, seniors, they want to do it for them. Send them off with a bowl game. But there's plenty of teams that, you know, they send their seniors off that don't they get to, don't get to play a bowl game. Some programs don't, don't get to play in bowl games at all. And their seniors pretty much have to go out. So I really don't understand why they're doing this. I think it's stupid, but oh well. It's tech. All I can say is go who's. And uh, Les Miles has been is, is, the, is the new head coach at Kansas. And the, the media is really, for some reason, really hating this hire. They don't like it. I mean... I'm not sure what uh, they expect Kansas to do at this point, because everything everything they've done has failed for the most part. You know, Mangino, he made that program pretty relevant. I mean, to a point where they were playing the Orange Bowl. Then um, he gets fired because of uh, a lot of stuff happening that happened behind the scenes. So he's gone. They brought in Turner Gill. And Turner Gill, um, at the time, won the MAC championship of Buffalo, which was unheard of because Buffalo wasn't really good for the most part. But uh, he took him to a um, MAC championship and he got the job right after that. And it seemed like a really good hire because um, it was the Big 12 and Gill's a Big 12 guy. Well, it all fell apart. All of a sudden, I mean, it just was dismantled really bad. And they had to fire Turner Gill. And it's, and to uh, follow it up, they bring in Charlie Weiss. Charlie supposedly had a schematic advantage, which we none of us could figure out what the hell it is. I'm not sure what kind of advantage he had. 
if it was, if he did, it was, it was a really good one. But uh, Shelly, you know, he got fired as well, and, and it's just, ever, ever since then, it's just been a bunch of bad hires. So, I mean, Kansas has tried everything at this point. So, they, he was, so they're going to bring in Les Miles. And Les Miles, obviously, is a uh, defense, run-the-ball type of guy. He's all about power football. So he's bringing that to the Big 12, where pretty much nobody plays defense. It's all offense. It's all air raid and spread offenses. And I guess the uh, argument is, is people don't think that Les will be able to, um, you know, be able to stand a chance, especially with Kansas as well. Because if you look at the, uh, obviously there's not much talent there either. But in the case of Les. He may not be the guy. After all, he may, but he may not be. Basically, what they need is somebody to come in and bring players into the program. They need them. They need to recruit, and that's where Les is going to. That's, that's where Les comes in. He'll he'll get he'll get players in to that program. But he also has to hire a hell of a staff, and he has to be more offensive minded because pretty much. This is where this game is going, is, is offense. So you hope there. Because if there's one thing uh, that you know, may have hurt Les Miles down the road is he really never adjusted to the game because the college game is always changing. and His formula after a while failed miserably. And LSU's now still trying to dig themselves out of it, but, you know, not sure if they ever will. All right. So, let's go to the rest of the uh, college football games. As we look at our, um, you know, our regional rivals, uh, Penn State beat uh, Rutgers 20-7. I watched part of that game, and Rutgers is just freaking horrible. I'm not sure if Chris Ash survives that whole uh, that whole onslaught. I mean, I just found it funny that uh, Rutgers, uh, you know, decides to post you know, the you know, the five five things to hate about James Franklin. I used to be funny, and I'm sitting there like, okay, you guys are ripping the hell of this guy, but your coach is has only won, has only won one game this year, and he's. Seven and like twenty-seven now, and it's three seasons already. Yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. It's actually pretty dumb. But yeah, so Penn State obviously is doing. You know, they're doing fine with James Franklin, whereas Rutgers probably is going to be looking for another head coach again. Could happen to a could happen to a crappy program. But if you're going to make a rivalry somehow, if you can't make a rivalry with a team on a football field, might as well do it, you know, in blogs or in articles. Other stuff going on. Clemson hammered Duke 35-6. 
Notre Dame shellacked Syracuse and Dungey got hurt in this game, so there was that. Washington State dropped 60 down on Kevin Sumlin, so the Mike Price train, I mean, not Mike Price, Mike Leach train goes on. Uh, West Virginia lost to um, Oklahoma State, 45-41. West Virginia was up 10 points at one point. It was 41-31, and somehow Oklahoma State just rallied back and won it. But I give credit to West Virginia because they didn't quit. There was under a minute left, and and they and freaking Will Greer had them already at the ten yard line, or at least near it. And they had, and it fell short. They had one play to run, and that was that. But West Virginia played a hell of a game. But, you know, Dana Holgerson is supposedly being mentioned for the uh, Colorado job. Uh, Colorado would, be, would make absolutely no sense for uh, for Holgerson. And I don't think he'd ever take it. It's a, it's a lateral move. And Holgerson's a Big 12 guy, so he's not going to go to the Pac-12. I get that Oklahoma, I get that Colorado was once a uh, Pac, uh, you know, Big 12 school, but it's Pac-12 now. So I don't see him going there at all. It would make no sense whatsoever. I think he rides out at West Virginia. Texas knocked off Ohio State. I mean, Iowa State 24-10. Iowa drops to 25 in the polls. I, I don't know. I don't know. The hell did Iowa State get ranked so high? I mean, this is what's so crazy with the top tenders. There's, there's so many other teams, and they're all ranked high. I mean, that's just how bad college football is. It's gone so far this year. You got maybe four to eight core teams, and the rest of them are just... And you got some a few mid-level... They're somewhat decent, and you got some pretty mediocre ones, and I guess they don't know where to rank them. But um, Tom Herman's wife wore a uh, OK Cool Hook'em shirt. So I guess they must know about the uh, whole OK Cool Hook'em thing that uh, Tom likes to do when he replies to emails from old coaches. But, you know, I think it's great A trolling that they did. And they were selling shirts for charity, which is even more hilarious. But, uh, yeah, as far as the rest of the weekend goes, there wasn't much, really much else to talk about. Uh, if we go around the ACC, Florida State knocks off Boston College 22-21. I, I, had Florida, I had Boston College winning this game. But I'm not sure what the hell, I'm not sure what the hell happened here. But Florida State pulled a win out of their ass. They're horrible. NC State shellacked Louisville 52-10, so... Louisville continues their downward spiral. North Carolina beat Western Carolina, which is a you know it's a one A school. Georgia Tech knocked off uh, Virginia thirty to twenty seven. So you know Pitt obviously got some help there, but it's good to see Pitt not back into a um, division title. And of course Miami hammered Virginia Tech thirty eight fourteen, which is a big surprise there. So I'm not sure what's going on Virginia, Virginia Tech but they're just bad and I think obviously the Bud Foster era is pretty much coming to a close but there's issues with their offense as well they're not I mean they're, I mean 
like I said, I watched Miss Notre Dame, their offense, and I thought their, I thought their quarterback was very subpar, and I thought you know, he was no better than Pick at the time. But they just, uh, Virginia Tech pretty much just gave up. They quit. But pretty much it wraps up the college football weekend and a lot of stuff that happened. A lot of great things happened. Yeah, it depends on you know, who your team was. You know, if you're Pitt, you're obviously walking in the office. Stack is hell. Shit, I would too. Actually, I'm almost there now, but. Hey, it's a great feeling. And we never thought, the thing is, is we can sit there and complain about how, you know, how our, how our division is and how this and that, but you know what? We never thought we'd be, we never thought we'd end up here ever. And we're here. So screw all the, you know, screw all the analytics and whatever else. Enjoy the freaking, uh, enjoy the, uh, Coastal Division title and, and, uh, Let's get Clemson. Let's get him on. But, of course, we got Miami first to take care of. And Pitt, hopefully Pitt's... I like to see Pitt take care of them. They get 8-4. and four. And if they do that, that's awesome. Then, of course, we got the... Uh, shoot, Pitt's got 14 games this year. Because, you know, they're... Because, you know, they were... Eight, they're going to be... You know, depending on what they finish against, you know... They see title game. They got the bowl game after that. But uh, I hope Pitt still lands a decent bowl. I get that we don't travel well, but I believe we will put out an entertaining product where people want to flip on the television and watch us. And we got these cool uniforms that people, you know, that everybody likes. I mean, they're so awesome. We put those. We put these uniforms on. Your T rings are shoot through the roof. Alright, Steelers obviously knocked off uh, Jacksonville 2016. It was a bad game all around. and ESPN did, couldn't help themselves by um, you know using the Jalen Ramsey quote. And of course, putting up a, a, a you know, video or gif of uh, Banking being picked off the end zone. And what was great about this uh, gift was the fact that you know, Pitt, you know, that the Steelers would rally and win the game, and Ben would score the game when he touchdown. So, Jalen can have his little quote, and you know what, Jalen can obviously he can he can analyze Ben some more when he watches Ben in the playoffs because he's obviously not headed there. The way things are going, obviously, obviously Jackson needs a quarterback now because Bortles, because Bortles obviously just isn't getting it done anymore, and it sucks for Bortles. But <clears throat> excuse me, but if I'm not mistaken, Bortles was a top three pick, or was he an overall? So if I'm drafting a quarterback that high, I want him to. Ref- I want that you know to eventually reflect his level of play. So if I'm drafting a quarterback in the top top five picks, 
you always want his you always want his his performance to reflect it. And the thing is, is it hasn't. So you gotta get rid of him. And to, if, I mean, if I'm being totally honest with with about this, about what happened here is I I wouldn't even draft him that high. I get that you need a quarterback, but if he's not like one of the top ten at ten best on the board, don't draft him. Go sign yourself a journeyman, and eat and just until you eventually find the guy you want to draft. Because if you want a developmental a quarterback to develop, well, go in the second round. I mean, I mean, Derek Derek Carr was still available at the time. Then Teddy Bridgewater was too, actually. So, I don't really feel bad for Blake Bortles. Or Jacksonville at that point. That's who they decide to pick. But the thing is, if you're drafting a QB that high, he should at least reflect that play eventually. And he hasn't at all. He's had some glimpses, but it's been more bad than good. I mean, when when the Steelers drafted Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, it was I mean, it wasn't the, it was a top he was a top ten pick. I think he was more top fifteen at the time. And we had to get ahead of Buffalo to do it. And it worked out for us because Ben just came in and started winning right away. But yeah, I mean, if I'm drafting the quarterback really high, I want I want at least have him reflect that play and especially a first round QB not, not that much a top 10 top 10 pick and it hasn't so I, you know if I'm Jacksonville it's probably time to move on from that go find somebody in the offseason if you can because you obviously can't find them during the season uh, Alex Smith is hurt so there's that So, I, you know, the, the Skins, uh, they had to obviously find themselves a QB, but I think their season's pretty much you know, over with. Although they played a really bad division so at, the, at this point, so 8-8 eight eight could probably win it. So if they can muster at least two more victories, they should you know, be able to clinch that the, the division. We got to, we got an exciting game tonight though. Kansas City and uh, the Rams. That should be a fun one. Sure, lots of offense we played. But anyways, guys, I'm gonna go in and clock in. It's been 35 minutes. Enjoy your week. Hell to pit.